welcome once again to the Lifehouse Beloved podcast and we're continuing with our series on the book of Philippians. So we'll jump straight in. If we read from Philippians, is it, sorry girls, are we still on chapter 1? Chapter 1 verses 20 to 22. All right, I, this is Paul speaking. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. Let's just look at that verse, girls, in terms of um, looking at Paul, where he's saying that, you know, his hope is that he'll never be shamed into silence by cowardice or, or being ineffective, that he'll have courage to exalt Christ in his body. So having courage to serve and preach and exalt Christ in the face of difficulty, what, is it, what does it look like for you girls to exalt Christ in your body? Think of the scripture offering your body as a living sacrifice. I was just thinking, for me, it doesn't matter what's happening. If, if God tells you to do something, then that's what you do. Like, it's just total obedience. Total obedience, yeah. Yeah, regardless of situation or yeah. whatever you're in. Yep. Yep. So I love that. I mean, you know, as we've said before, Paul was totally sold out for Christ. Christ was his highest priority. And, you know, he's he's saying that his body is going to be the theatre in which Christ's glory is displayed. So, you know, yeah, he said for me to awesome. live as Christ and mm. to die as gain. And, and, and for us as well as Christians, that's where we have a responsibility, isn't it? Once we've chosen Christ by our life and our conduct, we're either going to bring glory to him or we're going to bring shame to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's really important. And and I said before, and I think on a previous podcast, that leaders judge by his followers and Christ is judged by his followers. So that's yep. us. Um, you know, is are we living where, yeah, Christ is exalted in mm. us? Yeah. All right, so um, being fully submitted to Christ and offering our bodies as living sacrifice, you know, that's what the word says, and it also talks about. There's a scripture that talks about offering your body, and as a living sacrifice, and just saying that that's your reasonable act of worship. Yep. Um. So really, you know, do we concern ourselves? Do you think too much with the affairs of the world, or have any of you sitting here got the same attitude as Paul that you'll be happy and even long to leave this life so you can be with Christ, or is it like, okay, yeah, I want to be with him, but I've still got things that I'm more attached to here or whatever. Depends. Do yeah. Sometimes it can depend on the day for me, isn't it? And <laughs> just I, take I don't me, Lord. just take me now. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, like there's there's times when I I would I do think, oh, just take me now, God, because I really want to be with you, and the world is just too hard. <laughs> but then I know I think then I think, well, where's my mindset? Am I here for me or am I here for God? Yeah. And like Paul was saying, you know, like it's it's more important for me to be here. Yep. Yeah, you know, to to go, you know, it's it'd be awesome <laughs> to be taken up, but at the same time, you know, we've got a job to do here for God, and yeah. and even that, like, because I thought that exact thing you were saying, where I have times where I'll oh, just take me now, but even there, my motive is not out of just the absolute pure love and excitement no. to see him. No. The motive is oh, I've just had enough, like, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. yes, yeah. Um, whereas Paul's was just like, I just love you so passionately, yes. I can't wait to see mm. you, mm. you know. I mean, I do have those. Yeah. Times, but yeah. other times it's just, oh, just rescue me. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's more, yeah. yeah. So, but we just, you know, if we could have that attitude, couldn't we, that we're mm. not more attached to the things of the world? Yeah. Um, 
you know, and as well, because, you know, when we talk about, we did a teaching at the end of last year in the church um, where we did a series on end times and, you know, some of it can be a bit scary, exciting and scary, um, you know, and then, you know, people will talk about things, oh, but then we won't see this or we won't see that happening. It's like we really yeah. get a concept of seeing Jesus. We're not going to care about all that stuff. Yeah, no, it's right. really not, you know, we will, if we had a choice and we see his face, we will let all of that go in yeah. an instant. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, Debbie, could you read for us Philippians 1 verses 27 to 30, please? 27 to 30. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, contending as one man for the faith of the gospel, with, sorry, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. For it is, for it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, on him, but also to suffer for him. Since you were going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now here I still have. Right, so what, what does it mean then, do you think, girls, to um, what does behaviour in a manner worthy of the gospel look like? What, it, what should it look like in our actions and attitude? For me, it's constantly trying to live as Christ did. Like, that's how we're called to live. So um, we aren't perfect, but that doesn't mean we give up. Like, if, if you make a bad choice, you, re, you repent and you turn from your ways and you keep going. Um, yeah, you just keep going. <laughs> you don't stop and fall in a hole. Yeah. I, I liked how it said, whatever happens. Yeah. What. Ever ha- yeah, yep. happens. Yeah. Yep. It's good things that happen. Conduct yourself. You know, yep. that's when yeah. it's usually good, easy to. Um, what if it's bad things that happen? Conduct yourself yep. in a manner worthy of the gospel. Yeah, so and yep. that's, that's a really good point. That Deb, whatever happens, and again, it's back to that. That manner worthy. We're either going to bring glory to God's name, or we're going to yep. shame it. And again, whatever happens, it's that in that time of testing mm. and squeezing, whatever. What are your actions? Mm. Because that's what people are going to see, and that is what's going to either be a manner worthy of Christ, or it's going to be a manner unworthy of Christ, because it's going to bring shame to His name. And yeah, and and as you said, Judith, what it looks like as well as Christ is our example, and that's the goal of our faith, isn't it, yeah. to become Christ-like? Yeah. And so, to me, practically, it would look like crucifying those deeds of the flesh and walking yes. in the Spirit. Mm. Um, really, our lives have to be a testimony if we want them to bring glory, and and that means that your for your life to be a testimony, it should be, it should stand in stark contrast. It should be so contrasting to the world that the world gets convicted. Yes, yeah. They're like, whoa, okay, mm. what's going on here? Um, and the same, what did it look like in Paul's life? Everything he did, everything was to further the kingdom. I resolved to know nothing save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yep. So what about that, Debbie, if we go back onto that? Do you live like this in times of whatever happens or no matter what happens? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, it was, it, it's really good when you go through this and you like have yeah, to test your anything. Right, yeah. But uh, one thing that I was thinking about is that um, whatever happens in the day-to-day, um, 
you know, in front of other people, out in public. Yep. I think mostly I can do it. The, the place where I really struggle with this is at home. Yep. And around my loved ones, my, my most loved ones, they're the ones that I let it slip in front of. And my children and my husband, and they're yep. the ones that see it, you know. And I, I was really convicted that I needed to, you know, pull my socks up there and yeah. just yep. whatever happens with a three-year-old tantrum or a seven-year-old meltdown. Or a 30-something-year-old <laughs> tantrum. <laughs> He'll appreciate the 30-something coming. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but whatever happens there, because I know, you know, things get stressful. Well, everyone knows, you know, things can get stressful at home. And if you're going to let your guard down somewhere, that's where we feel like we can. But yeah. It says whatever happens. So it, it doesn't mean just when you're out yeah. in public. Well, in fact, they say as well the true measure of a person is really what people don't see, what goes yes. on that's there, it. isn't it? Yep. And, that's it. Um, and, and, you know, with that as well, it's interesting because what you're saying, I mean, we all do have that. It's like, but the point is that I've always thought is like if you can have enough self-control to mm. behave yourself or do it in public, then yep. it's just really a choice of not exercising that same level That's of self-control. Because right. you can do yeah. it. Oh, yeah, It's you like can. the kids yeah. at school, you know, like I get frustrated. Like if a kid's not doing their work and they just sit in and then when I threaten and say, right, you will stay in a dirt lunch, suddenly it can happen in 10 minutes. Yes, yeah. You know, I've had a, a kid last year that would just constantly call out, constantly call out, really annoying, where you down, talk over people. And, um, you know... Then when I'd say, okay, well, you know, if you wanted some reward like going on his computer or whatever, it's mm. like, no, well, you need to work for this X amount of time without talking. He could do it. Mm. So yeah. that used to frustrate me. It's like, well, magically you can do it because it suits you to do it. Yes. And that's really the same as what you're talking about. Sorry, Debbie, if no, I'm adding to your no, conviction. No, that's, but, you know, that's, no, that's so right. That's, no, that's part of my job. Like, yeah. I've got to give account for your soul. Yeah. <laughs> so make it a joy for me and not a burden. <laughs> No, but like I was saying, you know, it's something that I, I realise I need to work on. So Yeah. yeah. And we yeah. all do. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, I find, because I'm the same, it's, I, you know, it's, do you live like whatever happens? And, you know, it's I try, but I fail miserably. And most of the time it's around people that I'm closest to. And I think also part of me is like, well, I know they're not going anywhere. But then that's horrible as well, you know. Um but the worst time I find it is if someone's done treating me badly or unjustly and it's like, I haven't done anything for that. So that's just wrong and, you know, and then you want to get them back and you're like, no, actually, God needs to deal with them because, I mean, me personally, I'd rather deal with the person than deal with God. But, you know, God will give it, God will give it to them. Yeah, I don't have quite the same wrath. No, that's right. But, yeah, so I am learning to... Just like God's you know, got to deal with it. Yeah, it doesn't mean I put up with bad yeah, behaviour. Yeah, yeah. doesn't mean I get trampled but you on. hand them over. But yeah. I say what I need to say and I just leave the rest well, to God. Well, that's been, you know, what you're saying has been really good for me lately because, um, you know, and I, you deal with things all the time. Obviously, we all do with people. But, you know, when we're dealing with difficult situations and I get myself all worked up, like you say, especially when something comes that's unjust or an accusation yeah. or whatever, yeah. it's like... Yeah find myself like, how dare they say that? It's so mm. not true. And I could rattle off a whole defense. Yeah. David just laughs it off and I'm like, what? And he's like, I'm a servant. Mm. And he really has that, that it does not get to him and bother yep. him because his attitude is, I'm a servant. Mm. Mm. I'm under Christ. And, 
you know, that's so releasing to get to yeah. that because then it means I don't have to try and defend myself or get the pride or whatever. Yes. And, yeah. and the scary thing is like, okay, I'm a servant, I'm under authority. It's not actually me that they're doing it to. That's it's scary yeah. for them. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. actually the Holy Spirit they're resisting. It's God they're resisting, not me. Yeah. And like you say, I'd rather deal with the person than have to deal with God. And yeah. that's scary, like it's God that they're doing it to and that, like, you know, but, well. All right, but um, so that whatever happens, I'd mentioned before again that um, try to see, you know, I don't, I also have my failures in here, obviously, girls, to let you down, but <laughs> <laughs> not, not often, but no, I'm <laughs> But I have lived longer, so I've learned to give in quicker and sort of, I don't know. But, you know, I try to see the bigger picture, and I, yeah. I mentioned that Isaiah scripture before that really helps me. I often go to that um, Isaiah 55, 8 to 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declare the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And that scripture just keeps me grounded in seeing that bigger picture because it just reminds me, all right, I'm only seeing this little bit. God's ways and thoughts are higher, which means they're superior because he can see a bigger picture. So I find that scripture really helps me with that to just try and look for a bigger picture. And so why do we need to do that? Why do we need to live like that, just having that attitude, do you think? We need to be the example of Christ. So that's what we're here for. That's what, yeah. I think we need to have it as well because... We've got to grow. We've got to have mm. a correct attitude and not turn away from it. If we do, we're just going to have to learn it another way, another time. And I'd rather like this. <laughs> the older I get, the more I'd rather learn the lessons the first time. Yeah. Yep. All right. So if we go on to verses 28 to 30, without being frightened by those who oppose you, this is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved and that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. Since you're going through the same struggle you saw I had and now hear that I still have. Isn't that exciting, girls? It's been granted to you to suffer for Christ. (laughs) Awesome. So what do you make of that? I love how I love how it's your special privilege. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and and we don't think of it like that. No. You know, we like um, we have to. Yeah, I. Oh, it it basically sums up very neatly, you know what what we're here for. You know, yeah. like being granted to us on behalf of Christ, not only in Him but also to suffer for Him. You know, like it's it's, it's a, privilege, a privilege, yeah, yeah. to to yeah. be suffering. Yeah, you can just see for all of these to be able to really take on board all these scriptures. Adjust. You do. Oh, totally. Yeah. Just that bigger picture to that. My yep. thoughts and ways are higher. Yep. You almost have to just burn that into your head mm. to be able to just maintain and have that correct attitude. And I mean, I, I, I don't think it's that we want to have a bad attitude. I think we just get wrapped up in stuff and we lose sight of that bigger yep. picture. Yeah. So it's just to have the word in you, whether it be that Isaiah scripture, just that those times you can just remind yourself. Remind your soul basically yep. and bring yeah. it up. And it's natural in the world to have the it's all about me. Yep. Mm. And it's not natural yeah. to have it's all about God and it's all about his big picture. And, so. the, and, and the Bible talks, I think it's in Timothy, where it talks about Christ that 
we need to have the same attitude that yep. Christ Jesus had, where he laid yep. everything aside and he became mm-hmm. a servant. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like you said, that mm-hmm. servant message is yep. opposite to it's all about totally. me, yep. isn't it? Yep. And I mean, that's something I'm going to be preaching on with the deception, like a lot of the teaching out there is marketing and, and self-deification. It's all yep. about me, it's all about yep. me. Um, and to the extent of if you say, well, you're going to have to suffer, you need to, you know, be humble, you need to be a servant, whatever that's like almost like don't say those things, you know, mm. you're just being really harsh. So, and yeah. and living where we are, I'm just praise God I haven't been imprisoned because of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Paul was like he was in prison. I haven't, yeah. you know, I've lost friendships, I've been told that I've changed for the worst because I don't do what they want me to do yep. or I've been told that I'm too pedantic or too black yeah. and white because I stick by what I believe. Yeah. But I've never been imprisoned by it, and I've never been physically harmed. Well, yes, that's true. <laughs> you know, and that's yeah. what I think in the days that I had, that's going to come. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I have no doubt and, about that. And we're just going to, and, and that's really where your character's going to come, yeah. like the people yeah. that will actually stand or the people that will cave and renounce and, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, um, mm. yeah, that's yeah. really important. All right, so those who oppose you, did any of you have anything there about what was going on with the church? Or did I just mm-hmm. skip straight? Okay. All right. So I think really, you know, when, when Paul had been there in Philippi, he got in prison and, um, you know, the, he was persecuted. And the church there was really being persecuted at that time. Um, so what about to suffer for him? Do we readily accept this? Do we complain in suffering? We've talked a lot about this. Debbie? I just said no. We don't readily accept this. Yeah. Um, especially here. In Australia, where we aren't worried about being persecuted. Yeah. Yeah. No? Yeah, that's what I was meant. Like yeah. 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 Yeah, like we, I mean, like you say, as as yet we haven't, but, yeah. you know, there's so many times where I know I've just been complacent because, you know, I haven't really had to suffer when my suffering might be, like you were saying, Jude, you know, people frown upon you because of the way you do things. and. Yep. And you know, I think about the times when I, when I shy away from telling people about, or have died away from telling people about my faith because I'm scared of what they're going to say. Yeah. yeah, you know, like that's I think nothing. we soft. That's nothing. Mm. That's tr- yeah. I think we soft, and yeah. I like that word you said, complacent. Mm. Um, like I just think of people that might be, you know, in the world today, or well, that are in the world today, that are going through proper suffering mm. because of their faith. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're being shot, they're being killed, they're being, you know, all these things taken into prison. Um, I just heard a story the other day of somebody who has taken refuge here in Australia because his parents got him out of the country that he was in uh, because he he converted from being a Muslim and to being a Christian. And, and, you know, like he, he was in prison but he got out and had to flee his family, leave them all behind, leave his country, leave everything. And start a and new you know it's an yep. indictment. Imagine what he will think. I know. Uh, yeah. He's going to like, you guys have got this freedom. Why are none of you going preaching? Why are you not converting yep. people? Why are you not reading your Bibles? Mm. Why? Are you? I went to prison for that. Yeah. And you know what really worries me? That if we can be this complacent and soft, basically, in these times when we don't have persecution yep. and life is really pretty cushy, yeah. let's face it. Many people are going to stand yep. when yep. it really does get difficult. That yeah. worries me That's a lot. It. Yep. You know, there'll I've be, about and the Bible that. says there's going to be a falling away. Yeah, yep. I think it's talking about places like us. You know, 
as mm. we, you know, if we, if we, if we don't even stand, we compromise now and we don't have the guts to stand up yep. for the gospel or to pull someone up if we should or whatever. Because mm. there's a lot of Christians that don't, you know, it will be, oh, we don't like confrontation. No one likes it, but we don't do it. Mm. How are we going to be when the persecution comes? That's just really what, you know, what worries me. Um, yep. and that's the thing as well, you know, the prosperity gospel this whole entitlement mentality, the rights mentality, which we have here, mm. and, you know, you're so wonderful and whatever, that is just totally all contrary, totally contrary to the scriptures mm. where Jesus is saying, they did this to me, they're going to do that to you, whatever. Um, you know, it just blows those, those, those teachings right out of, out of the water, basically. I mean... What about all the scriptures of counting the cost and being persecuted? And yet, yep. if we're only teaching on prosperity and how awesome we are, and, you know, I've said to the girls, I just get worked up even thinking about it, but, like, his story has become story often. Mm. Yep. And the focus is on self and rights. And, and a lot of the teaching out there is just marketing with a little mm. sprinkle of scripture. Yeah. It's and what are we, that's Psychology right. and marketing. Yep. And, and what are we furthering by... By just prosperity for ourselves. Yeah, yeah it's just We're not furthering anything. It's just blip in time yeah. Yeah. when we've got eternity to be living yeah. for mm. and being prosperous in eternity, and, and you know. know but we've got to get as many people there with us as we can. That's, that's it. what it's all about. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's mm. happening, hey? All right, so if we go on then to Philippians 2, verses 1 to 11. Jude, could you read that for us? Sure can. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each other but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus, as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human, in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every, every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Me too. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if we go back to verse three, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. So what, what do you think Paul was meaning there by selfish ambition? It goes back to what we were just talking about, you know, yeah. about prosperity. Why get rich for God? Why, why do your own thing? There's no gain in in that really, except for this short amount of time that we're here. Yep. Mm. So really, it's working to to advance yourself, isn't yes, it? Yes, for your own self and your own goals. And yep. And what do you think that would look like in in the Christian life or ministry? Well, not thinking of yourself and not thinking of obviously the big picture and what what God's will is. Mm. Um, 
just doing what you think would be a nice idea or what makes you look good, you know. It's all about you and not about what God wants for, for his church. And I think it's important what makes you look good and I think mm. often people try to promote themselves yeah. yep. in ministry or whatever and, you know, they may not have the character to carry it and, and, you know, God's the one that does the promoting and it's having that attitude that I'm a servant. Mm. Yep. Servant first. Um, all right, so what do you think then Paul was meaning by vain conceit? Opposed to selfish ambition, so ambition trying to advance yourself. Probably very it's similar. It's not humble, sort of, you know. Yeah, yeah very yeah. proud. Um, or conceit, too much pride in your own worth yeah. and goodness. Like it's just. Yeah, I, I was reading one about it being, an, being inward looking. Um, yeah. And better than others. Yeah. So thinking you're better than others. Yeah. 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 So it's really about personal prestige, isn't it? And mm. it's looking for glory and recognition as well. Um, so I think that as well is what it would look like you trying to, you know, get a lot of affirmation. And... Yep. Personal examples where you've done that? <laughs> no. Any personal examples where you've done that? <laughs> no. No. Someone... <laughs> okay, no, that's good. No. Um, that's good. So what does it look like then to look to the interests of others? Because Paul says there, um, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. What what does that look like and what would be your motive for doing it or your purpose behind it? Um, I saw a, a thing on Instagram, I think it was. It was just a saying. It says, our calling is never to one-up the next girl. It is to raise up the name of Jesus. Yeah. And, um, you know, looking at the interests of others is finding out who God has made them to be and working out obviously if God's prompted you to, um, in your relationships with them, how to help them get there, encourage them, push them to do that for themselves. And that's not just pandering and going, oh, you're doing a lovely job yes. and you're beautiful. It's like <laughs> you are doing an awesome job. But, tell me I'm beautiful. <laughs> but, you know, there's this, you know, you might need to work on this area. Obviously, yeah. sometimes yeah. you have to come out straight out like that, that and say it. looking after sometimes the interests you, of others, like, isn't it? I know I've messaged the girls like, you're coming out today or whatever. I go, nah, I'm just at home. And I'll get a message from Deb going, Get out of your pity party, get in your car and come over. Like, you know, you know, that sort of thing. It's not it's being real with each other and not yeah. Yeah, so I think mm. that's good and, and that's its servant heart again, isn't it? And having mm. those same attitudes that Christ had and having that humility. Yep. Yeah, and, and that motive behind it, as you say, is like to advance Yeah, yeah, totally. Yep. As well and push them to be everything they can. Mm. What do you think would be a wrong way of you know, how could people maybe misconstrue or you've got to be my servant or you after my interest. What would be a wrong way of maybe what would that look like? Oh yes, like, you know, I, I've had it said to me before, Oh, but you're a Christian, you should you should do yeah. this. Yeah. And and I'm like, Yeah, just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean I'm a doormat. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, um you've got to be you you know a not, I'm not just a Christian. I am a follower of Christ. Yeah. I, yeah. you know, I am confident in in Christ. You know, yeah. not. Yeah. But that that's you know. a religious accusation, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Because you know, we've sort of also, also I've had a lot of pressure of that before with certain you know family things and stuff, and it's like, oh, you know, they're looking, thinking, oh, you're such a hypocrite because you're doing this and this, and it's like, no, it's because I'm not a hypocrite mm. that I'm doing that and that and that because. I don't have to be doing that. It's contrary to the word and it's a yep. false love. And it's the whole, you know, but you're a Christian, you have to love people. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, but love is also 
discipline and pointing exactly. out the truth and, and, and the not putting says, up with it. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, the rest of the family are actually enabling this person to continue in their yeah. sin, yeah. whereas the word's very clear, like we have to do this and this and this and yeah. cut them. Mm. So really, are we loving them? Are we being a Christian yeah. where we're enabling their, their sin to continue and we're violating scripture in mm. doing that as well? So yes, yeah, so I mean, I God loves us enough that he doesn't want us to stay how we are. He yeah. wants yeah. He wants us to get better, so why wouldn't we be the yeah. same with our... But there's that whole false love thing, like yeah. you say, yeah. Debbie, it's totally encapsulated in that phrase. Oh, but you're supposed to be a Christian. Mm. So that means we sweep it under the carpet and we just pat them on the head and say everything's fine. All right, so um, verses 5 to 8, um, it goes on, well, you read that already, but it says, In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Right, well, thanks once again for listening to us, and um, we'll end off there. And so you can just look us up if you want to on www.lifehalfandhouse.net we hope you enjoyed listening and again i'll just encourage you to just get into the word for yourself speak to you next time